You are listening to Nick Portella's Mixed Martial Arts Update in association with Primal Radio. All right, we're back. Primal Radio. Tom, what's up, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. You're good. We're good. Long, great show last week. Jeremy was awesome. Uh, he had a lot. Of, look, it was Andrew Henning's show. I didn't get to listen to the show till, um last night. It was just too swamped. But it was good. He had a lot of good things. I didn't realize, you know, how articulate he was. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good question, but it was good. And then I know that he was there at the Wednesday night group last uh, last week, and uh, one of my students was there, and uh, he was thrilled that he was on the show. So his feedback was good, and I, I don't know if he's listened to it or not, but it came off road. There was a lot of good history there about the Wednesday night group, so you know you can check that out in our archives. But anyway, um, hey, this week we're going to get right to it. Is there some something you have to cover, Tom? Or? No, 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 no. Um, uh, this week we've got our um, MMA, our resident MMA expert. Right. Um, uh, the main <laughs> man. Um, you can find him at nickportellamma.com or uh, follow his group on Facebook. Uh, so welcome back to the show, Nick Portella. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, Nick, thanks for, th- thanks for coming in. I know you, you're a busy dude. You're Nick- oh, wait, and just so you know, we have a new collaboration. I have a... Two partners. We now do uh, combat insiders. Combat insiders. We're trying to be a little more legitimate and group up. <laughs> <laughs> and who who are these guys that you teamed up with? Um, I actually have one guy, uh, Wayne Carl, who right. lives in Australia. So he covers. He's only one or two outlets that cover all the Australian events. Right. And uh, Josh Furs from the Finnish Finnish MMA. Right. So we have collaborated for Combat Insiders. No kidding. Now, is this a whole, is this like a website you can go to? Is this a, how's this working? Uh, Right now, uh, I'm still doing stuff from my site. Right. With a new site pending. But we have uh, our Twitter's up, our Facebook's up, our YouTube's up. Right. So, slow process, slow process. Right, right. So, so how how is Nick... well, for people who don't know, like Nick, Nick's, but he's he lives in the same town I do. Another guy stops by the gym often. He's become a friend, and he he stops on the show every so often. And we talk about whatever MMA and fight the fight thing. And uh, so he uh, he's what would, what would you say your title is? I mean, what 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 is it that you do? <laughs> How do we explain? If if I had no idea, if you had to explain it to me, we're in the shop right at the supermarket line. How would you explain to me what the fuck you do? What, in the MMA community? Yeah, 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 of course. The easiest way is, uh, I would just say, journalist. Uh, although, journalists kind of report news and right. kind of shy away from the news. I do. A, we do a lot of original content. You do, a you do, you do. Interviews, interviews and, you know, opinion pieces, you know, because uh, the reality is I'll never be the first guy to the news. <laughs> You'll never be the first And you got a good point of view, you're right. Right. Yeah, I try. I try. You know, some people disagree, but for the people that disagree with my opinion, they're more than welcome to come on the show. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) How did you? How did you get involved in this? Like, when did when did you? I mean, I guess you were a fan of MMA for a while, right? Come. Oh yeah, I've been I've been watching the UFC since the first one. Right. I got. Do you you go back? Do you remember watching that very first one in '93? Like what? Like you didn't know what to expect, right? And it was totally. I do and. I was only like 13, and I remember watching it. And right. When it came on, I'm like, holy shit. Like, dude, they got no weight classes. They got no rules. They right. got no gloves. This is the greatest thing ever. And um, 
you know, I was on Twitter and I kind of, you know, I follow all the MMA stuff. It's a good right. way to, you know, get, see what the fighters are doing. And then a friend had asked me if I could write an article for a website. So one article turned to two, turned to three, uh, turned to me writing for that website, right. which then turned to go into a bigger website. And then I kind of wanted to take my own direction. So right. I started my own. <laughs> and that that's it. That's the genesis of it. Now, how do you get, so when you're starting this out and you start writing stuff and you put it on your blog, you put it on your website, like how do right. you, how do you know that anyone cares? <laughs> I know that sounds funny, but, but it's yeah. true. I mean, like, okay, I'm writing this big article. I'm spending all this time and effort away from the family and I'm the only one who's read this article. Well, yeah, I mean, you post it and you got to hope to, I mean, the first couple articles I did had probably, you know, 20 views. That's actually you know, pretty they, good, buddy. Yeah, and you just keep writing and the, the more <laughs> intriguing the article becomes, like I, I never wrote about UFC, very minimal. I, I stayed, you know, regional. Right. And then you, know, you meet this fighter, and you land that interview, and you land that interview, and it, it's like a snowball effect. Like, I just watched the last UFC event with Brian Ortega. He was on the East Coast. Right. So, you know, he did a signing, great guy, talked to his management, so I'll have him on for an interview. It was just a big snowball effect. Right. And then more so people I, hear you, and then... Yeah, yeah, I can't even explain how it happened. Well, right. these guys um, from... Fin was it Finland and Australia? That, that, how did they find you? Uh, well, the one guy lives in Virginia. He's here. Uh, the other guy in Australia, I admin in uh, the Facebook group MMA Freaks. I think it's the second biggest group. They're pushing 20,000 members. And me and him got into a conversation just in the group. And it went from a group conversation to, yo, we'll finish this in private message. And it wasn't a bad thing. We just take we this really outside. Clogged. Yeah, we were like clogging <laughs> up the, the, the uh, you know, the chat. Right. And then, you know, then I found out that he he had his own MMA thing, and then you know I have mine, and we kind of collaborated because this weekend, uh, MMA Pro League is doing their inaugural event, team based right. MMA, like you know, Team New Jersey's fighting Team, team PA. PA. Yeah. Yeah, and what do you, it's what, at the heart. What do you think uh, of that? I, I don't want to, like, that, that whole team. I'll tell you what I think after you tell me. Like, what was your take on it? So, essentially, so people don't know, you have, well, it's, yeah, it's not unlike, I guess, what, the ultimate fighter. My team fights your team, right? Like, it's like a wrestling match. If we win more matches, we win the event. I'm assuming that's just how it works, right? Right. Like, the, I looked it up, and the first thing that comes up when you look up Team MMA is this crazy shit in Russia. Right. Where they put, like, ten, they put ten guys in the cage, That's and they fight at the same Wait, time. So when that happens, you know, your ten friends fight my ten friends, and we knock out one of your guys, pretty much we win the fight. Because we have well, one. Now you're, you're up a guy. We're up a guy, because so you're one guy who's a pussy. <laughs> Right. Could you imagine? Could you imagine being the last guy and the other five guys oh, are still up? A, yeah, You're like, a, I'm getting my ass beat right here. You, right. Um, but the guys who are in charge of this, uh, the one guy ran HBO's pay per view for 25 right, he years. Did. Yeah. He did Pacquiao. Yeah, he did all these great things. And the guy, the other guy who started it, has been in MMA forever. He's a a, a Gracie uh, jujitsu instructor, like all these things. And um, their take on it is, all right, so your five guys fight our five guys. Right. Now, they rank individually, 
But let's say you win by knockout, your team gets five points. Or if you win by decision, you get two points. Submissions. So it's point-based. And at the end, you know indefinitely what team won. So it's not about like like a league. It's not the best of five fights. No, no, you get points. So let's say you win with five decisions. Right. Or let's say you win four fights with decisions. You have four points. But the last guy on the other team knocks your guy out. They won five to four. Wow! What happened? I came know up with that? I don't know, but it seems it, it looks really good on paper. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I know they're by the end of their season, it's going to be sixteen teams. Right. Um, they're going to have a draft like the NFL. Yeah, and, you know, and they'll have players. I get like franchise players. Uh, they even for this one, they went all out. I mean, the team New Jersey coach is Dan Miller. Uh, yeah. The team, the team PA coaches Daniel Gracie, and some of the guys, man, like the regional team team guys, uh, regional team guys. But some of them are like killers. And if you go watch their fights, yeah. that's why I like the regional team. You never know what you're. You don't. Yeah, you there's uh, right, and that's going to be at the Hard Rock in Atlantic City this weekend, right? Right. Yeah, right, this right. weekend. Yeah, and I actually was I on. We'll, yeah. Yeah. We'll I was on. The, for, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, we will be covering uh, the open workouts, uh-huh. ceremonial weigh-ins, and uh, the event, obviously. And I think we're actually shooting the actual promo content that, that they're going to go with. So oh, wow. all the video stuff is out. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I have the, the other guy is the video guy. I don't. I don't. I don't mess with his shit. I ask questions, right. but I don't alter nothing because I can't do it. So yeah, right. I go. I but he's 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 got everything. He's been at this for a while, so right, right. I trust everything he's he's going with. Right, right. You got, you got that, and you have you. Let's you, you have a good passion for it. Real good insight, though, because we've had a lot of conversations, and and you have a good take on it. And uh, and I, I it is interesting. Yeah, you're. There's only so much to cover at the high level, just the UFC or Belter. So there's a ton of action at the lower levels, a ton of talent. And also there's a lot of guys who never make it for a whole host of reasons who may have had only five or ten fights and life happens or whatever. So there, there's a lot of interesting stories down at the uh, I, the smaller I think, shows. Yeah, I think the media has something to do with it, though. Like, let's say you have a show, right. which you do. You have a promotion. Yeah. And you got an, you got an amateur guy that is just smoking people. If... If he can't get his name out, you know, for whatever reason, right. you don't go anywhere. You, don't. you can win nine out of ten fights, but if nobody's heard your name or seen your picture, right? That's why I love co- covering regional regional right. teams. I hey, mean, right. I've covered guys that ended up in the UFC. Yeah, it, you know, it just it happens. Right, right. And look, you've you've been over to Primal Gym and you've interviewed a couple of the fighters that I have and. Most notably, oh, yeah. most notably, scrap. You know, in boxing, and you're and you're just touching on. Are you still doing? Are you going to be delving into boxing more? Or that's just going to be a thing when you visit my gym. <laughs> um, actually, I, I was only going to do it covering your gym. I, right. I like scrap. I, I got it's a good kid. Family. Yeah, they're all great. I right. mean, I mean, even when my son's birthday came up, he you know he went on Facebook and you know he remembered and all right. that stuff. So it was. But I think I'm actually covering Heather Hardy and Shelly Vincent on October 27th. You are? I am. Uh, I just actually did an interview with Shelly. She's a kick-ass interview. So yeah. awesome to talk to. 
Um, and I have to get Heather's interview together. Definitely got to interview her. I've talked to her in the past, but uh, for MMA stuff. Yeah. And they, they have a legitimate rivalry. And, you know, I think, unfortunately, they're not. Um, their fight should headline a card. But they're, they're climbing women's boxing out of the basement. You know, yeah. and, and they do good at it. They do good at it. Their first fight was a war, and I expect the second one to be the same. But, you know, in, in boxing, there was years ago, you know, it started off as kind of a joke, and actually trainers did not give the time to the female fighters. Eh, they just, you know, they're always going to just not be that good. But that wasn't the case. The girls, and I found training female fighters, uh, extraordinarily hard workers. They come and they give it 100%. And you go to the local amateur shows, these girls bring it. They're really, really skilled. I got this one girl. Did you ever meet Cindy at my gym? I did. You, t- you yeah. met Cindy? Yeah. The, one, the one who's going to go to the Olympics now. I think she, did she break her wrist? No, no, that's one? a different one. Yeah, that's a different one. So this is a 17-year-old girl who hits like a brick shit house. She has got the fire that Mike Tyson had when he was that age. She gets in there with the dudes, and she wants to fucking kill them. <laughs> <laughs> bad intentions every single punch interest and we can't get her fights uh that's a challenge for him but anyway she, she and she's really good you watch her move you go wow that chick will mess me up you know and uh but it's interesting that it's coming anyway boxing female boxing is not what female mma is and and may never be you know there's a much s- smaller pool of talent to pull from uh but it is good they're they're great athletes and do deserve the respect and the uh, notoriety that the, the the male fighters have gotten, but they they probably never really will. Not in boxing. And MMA it's a shame to, too. It is. Like I know, um, I got to give credit to uh, Debella Entertainment. He puts on. I mean, he's the one that has gotten this fight. You know, hyped the last one. Has this one hyped? And there's yeah. some real killers out there in the boxing world. You got Clarissa Shields, right. uh, Amanda Serrano, Heather Hardy, you know, uh, Shelly Vincent. There's a lot of them out there. Right. But they just, it kind of seems like they keep fighting the same people. Th- there's only, right. You know, once, you, there's only so many people there's out there. There's only so many, fight, right. And that's why they cross into MMA. Heather did it, um, and I know Amanda Serrano did it. She crossed over to Combate Americas. Heather went to Bellator, and they were successful there. But I maybe the day will come when you know women's boxing is. I, I their fight could absolutely headline a pay per view. There's ab- no question. It absolutely could. Yeah, yeah right. But, right. Nick, Nick, going back to the MMA, um, uh, you're, you're obviously aware um, Jim held his last event, Primal Promotions, you know, in Atlantic City. Um, I know you weren't able to attend that event, but you know from from afar, what have you heard about it? What you know, what were your impressions? Well, I did my research, and all the impressions were good because I still did write the recap for it. Um, for anytime you have a first MMA show in Atlanta right. City, it, it says something because usually you know they're, you start wherever. Um, so the fact that you have it there is uh, is a is a to do, right? And you know, once the first one's a success. You know you're going to get all the people that supported the first one, and they're going to tell their friends, and they'll tell their friends, and it, it's just going to grow. I think it's great. I think it's great that there's another uh, local promotion. You know, because the East Coast, there's a lot of MMA. There's a lot of UFC fighters that you see at local events because they're cornering their fighters. Uh, there's really a lot, you know, in the New, right. New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania area, and 
you know, you doing it and going right to Atlantic City, it's just, it just brings every, it really does. I, while I know you're trying to do it because it's your promotion, it really lifts all the promotions. Sure. You know, when there's, when one's successful, you know, the next one's going to step up their game and then you'll step up your game. Right. You got time. You're, I mean, you shoot high anyway. You're just climbing the ladder, you know, but that's good. That's right. good. That's how it has to be. That's how I it know. has to be. You know, it was a great show, and I appreciate the, uh, we got tremendous feedback, and we won't be doing it at AC for the November 3rd event. Uh, logistical issues, that has nothing to do with that. We are, you're, uh, it'll be back down there for several next year. Next year, too, I don't know if you know this, Nick, we'll probably do five, five I'm, I'm shooting for five events at MMA, and then there'll be, you know, four kickboxing four boxing and then we're going to pick it up so we're going to be busy i'm going to do at least 12 shows next year through all well, i had a good time at your first boxing event. Yeah, that was the great one you had i went to right there was it was insane 500 people Crowd was insane yeah it was the, it was just fun the next one that is, was the first boxing event i went to right and then next the next amateur boxing event will be december 1st uh, at the primal gym same location yeah because it's a local thing the look as you're talking the local scene who cares about that? Is the local fighters, the, the people who go to my gym, some some diehard boxing fans. Trenton is a big boxing town, so that'll be it'll be it'll be a good show, you know. And and build it. Matter of fact, so we're speaking of scrap earlier, and we had scrap on the show the other week, and we have the Olympic trials coming up in Tennessee, Knoxville, Tennessee, in October. We have the Diamond Gloves going on right now. We have, I got four fighters fighting this weekend. Um, and then I did make him promise me, but, you know, even if he wins the gold medal in the 2020 Olympics, right, which is our ultimate goal, he promised that he would come back and do one more fight at Primal Gym, which would be cool as shit, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. It would be great, you know. you get to fight him. Yeah, I, I don't know. But my, Nobody's going to. You'll have to fight him. You'll bring, bring your son. Him. He'll fight him. He's got He would take him. <laughs> Yeah, he won't. Yeah, but he won't hurt him. My son will stand a chance because he won't hurt him. <laughs> Nick's, Nick's boy's funny. He comes in here and he's he, he he's a good athlete, good kid, and he was bouncing around. His first time coming into the boxing gym and fought a kid much bigger, by the way. Kid probably weighed your son oh, by thirty pounds. He's trying to uh, take your kid's head off. <laughs> he's ready for ki- he's ready for jujitsu since you he guys is, are starting. He, in the that's right. Crisis. So that that's starting up now. So yeah, he guys, whenever you're available, come on, Bob. So, uh, okay. yeah. Right? What's that, Tom? No, no, nothing. Let's move on to the main event. Listen, um, you're so you're so regimented. It drives you crazy, doesn't it? <laughs> I have. Yeah, I just I shoot know. from there to well. No, I have this agenda. I just thought we we're can't killing them. Just going all over the place. It's all right. We want to be all over the place. Imagine right. if we were drinking. USC oh, no. two 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 nine. Um, Khabib McGregor. Uh, why is that? Why is this fight happening now? Why you know? Why why is why has it not happened earlier? What's you know? It, is it is it one that McGregor should have should have avoided? Why is why is it happening now? Well, he, it couldn't happen before because he threw a dolly through a bus window and he was he was off the grid for a minute. He was. Um, this. this but, oh, step back for one second. What was your take on that? Yeah. Him getting on the Dolly incident? Yeah. The reality if it is if it was anybody but him, they'd probably never fight again. Probably they'd lose their license. But it's all about the money, had, brother. I'm not a McGregor fan. What? With, <laughs> with that be right. with that being said, yeah. he is the bank. He mm-hmm. he's the payday. Right. And before we go deep into about this fight, I'm just going to tell you now, my prediction is McGregor by second round TKO. Wow, that is, that, 
That's an interesting that's, take. And that's I, I think that's a very reasonable take. Now, do you think you're the anomaly in that prediction? I, I'm going to... This is how I sorted it out. There's yeah. a little conspiracy involved. There's a little <laughs> strategy involved. Yeah. So, he cannot out-wrestle Khabib. No way. Probably, Khabib probably has the best wrestling in the UFC. If not tied, you know, you have your Woodley, your GSP, and if right. they brought Ben Askren back. But he's up there. So, he can't out-wrestle him. But he doesn't have to out-wrestle him. He just has to not get taken down. So, the key Good is... Point. Can Khabib get him down before he lands the straight left? That is the question. I don't. I don't. I don't believe so. Uh, I think. I think McGregor gets it done, and he he's a prediction monster. He's made a hundred predictions. He's gotten ninety nine of them right. Right, you know, like Ali. Yeah, and my right. conspiracy theory part is that the reality is the winner of Khabib McGregor should fight the winner of Poirier Diaz. I am, unfortunately, a Nate Diaz fanboy, slightly. Right. Um, Just for the listeners, um, if, if you saw Nick today, because uh, we, we get to see him on the screen, there's uh, two Nate Diaz things hanging on the wall, a picture and signed autograph memorabilia. That's a, that's so. a jersey. That's a picture. And if you look at the rest of the wall, this, this is a Nate Diaz wall. But um, it's the perfect conspiracy theory. If right. Diaz wins and McGregor wins, you have the and they fight Diaz. again. Yeah, that that would be great. Now, as Tom was saying, like, what, like, why now? Do you think that was just, this was no matter what the fight in MMA history? It, yeah, I mean, the two biggest uh, fights they've had in the UFC were UFC one ninety six, UFC two hundred two. Right, they were the the first and second fight. I mean, I. I pointed it out for Nate winning the second fight, but that's a whole nother show. Nah. <laughs> you know, we can, that's a whole nother show. But I, I think it's good. I mean, the only hitch in McGregor's game is that while I know he trains and he did whatever that was with Mayweather, he, he hasn't fought uh, in MMA. But I, I believe he's, he's still in shape. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I know he's in fighting shape. And his camp, I don't know, he's got a good camp. Them guys at Straight Blast Gym, they don't mess around. Right. So it, it's it's a big – and then you got, you got to throw Tony Ferguson in the mix. Like, he was the interim champ and, you know, didn't get the fight over an injury not of his own fault. So where does he fit in the mix? Well, he's going to probably end Anthony Pettis' career. And, yeah. and then, you know, then, then there was three. Right. So – it's I don't know I think if the trilogy is possible they should do it. I agree. Nick, a couple of things like so I went to the um, Alvarez fight and um, he at the time it felt quite tense and I'm, I am a McGregor fan but when I look back on it it was it was a very convincing win. Um, oh. But if I if I go back to another you know I, I guess another guy I would refer to as probably being a um, ground fighter your main man. Diaz, those two fights were wars that went on for five rounds. McGregor got gassed. Um, a guy, you know, since, since McGregor stepped up to 155 pounds, it, you know, a guy that could take a lot of shots. Um, do you think there's a lot of comparisons? And I, I may be being a little bit stereotypical, but I, I have this idea in my head that all Russians are basically tough. I know this guy's been <laughs> an army veteran. They're tough like people. 
do you think you know that that's probably a more likely scenario um, in this one? Uh, Khabib's never had his chin tested. I mean, True. he fought Ally. He fought Iaquinta. You know, they went through. It was supposed to be Ferguson, and then Max Holloway wanted to step up, and they stopped him from cutting away, and they moved Iaquinta up, and he kind of kept his chin out there, you know, to box with Al. And yeah, you know, I give all the credit in the world uh, for what Al did out there. Like, I, I think the guy did good enough. He should have got a rematch. But the reality is. He doesn't hit like McGregor. That straight left right. hand, he puts people out. Like the, yeah. the, you said, you were at the Alvarez fight. There's no question what happened in that fight. He beat the brakes off of Eddie, and I like Eddie. But, I mean, the footage doesn't lie. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to All see. Right. I don't think you're going to see the chance to get the chin tested. I think Khabib's going to yeah. do what he does, and he's going to try to try to make it a wrestling match. So... McGregor's camp had to. He's had two years to work on take takedown defense. Right. The, the Michael Johnson fight that was some time ago. Like he he did rock Khabib in the first round. I think it was. He did. But, um, he, but he did crucially. Khabib took it, came back, won that fight. Uh, again, my my heart as a McGregor fan says McGregor, and then my sort of brain is sort of saying this Russian guy. Um, with a rusty McGregor, I, I, I hope you're right, but I, I, I'm kind of swinging the other way because I'm fearful. I'm fearful. <laughs> I don't know, man. Listen, McGregor again, and not being a fan, I can't take away from the fact that the guy really does land shots from right. the, the most fucked up angles, and he lands. He lands clean, right? And he, he, you know, he he knows what he's doing. And I just think this is going to be another opportunity for him to prove it. And I, by the way, it is, like to be. it is not necessarily about the power. It's about the precision of the shot. He's hitting a fucking bullseye. You can hit a guy with half the power at the exact target and have the desired result of a knockout or a body shot. So he hits on that chin. Oh, not yeah. only when he hits you on that chin... He's able to follow up effectively and finish you. Years ago, when Mike Tyson fought Evander Holyfield, Tyson hit Holyfield in the body, came up with that uppercut under the jaw. Holyfield's legs buckled. Holyfield, in training, held on to Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson never got the follow-up shot. Had Mike Tyson gotten that follow-up shot, Tyson would have won that fight. But he wasn't able to. So McGregor, when he hurts you, he's able to finish you. There is a big difference. A lot of guys aren't finishers. Matter of fact, in my gym the other day, I was training uh, Terrence. Terrence was sparring a, a guy. Didn't even hit him hard. Such a precise body shot. Soft. Any one of us could have taken that shot right at the right time. Placed it there. Guy hit his knees like that. So that precision yeah. is the key. And that is not a lucky shot. So when guys say it's a lucky shot, this is tens of thousands of hours of throwing shots. At that precise point in that timing is crucial. Um, so you could have the greatest jaw on the planet, get it dinged at the right angle at the right time, and it's lights out. That is always the the chance. Do we know? Do we know where Connor got that skill from? Because he's not he's not a boxer by trade. He's not a um, kickboxer by trade. You know, he, as far as I know, he's always been through that straight blast gym in Dublin, and you know, uh, an MMA fighter. Going back to the early days. Yeah, he had that left even when he was in Cage Warriors. It's like he showed up on the scene and it was just there. It was there. Born I with think, it. 
I really think it was just natural. Uh, I'm going to say natural ability. Um, I, the only thing that worries me with him, and I really do want to see him win because I'm looking ahead like I want to see this trilogy, um, is, and I know uh, Joe Rogan has said this before, Dominic Cruz has said this before, and it was proven in the Diaz fight. His style is so explosive. He doesn't have a style that he can last five rounds. The unfortunate part is Khabib can fight 25 rounds. His gas right. is just endless, you know, from having the wrestling base. So if it gets past outside of three rounds, I don't think Connor can win the fight. But I'm thinking he's going to close it out in the second round. What are he's the odds in the fight now? Do you know what the actual odds are in Vegas right now by any chance? I I didn't see the odds, but just from kind of reading, I don't know if it's just people speculating or right. if it's true, so you can't quote me. But I heard uh, somebody say they thought Khabib was minus 400. What the hell does that I, I mean? Think the fight, <laughs> that means he's the, yeah, he's the favorite. But okay. I think that fight should be uh, pretty close to even. I, I really think it'll, it'll go off pretty close to even, even with the, the layoff. I, I think you're I gotta go right. to you, man. I, th- I think you're gonna as a as a McGregor fan. I think you're gonna get to be happy again, and then, <laughs> and then <laughs> Nate just have to come in and smoke him. But that's that's you know here or there. That's going to be a good fight. Diaz Poirier is going to be an absolute. Right. I think because they're both the same. They both are willing to take damage. They're both willing to dish out damage, and I think. They're both ranked the same, but I think Nate kind of wins a little bit in the jujitsu war. I think that's going to be a bloody mess, and it's going to go to decision. Yeah. Do you think there's a big market for um, Diaz McGregor? I know you're biased, right? But it, it's I, I'm, I'm when you see the same it. fight over and over, it can get a bit boring. <laughs> well, when you the first fight, you know, Connor had an issue with the gas tank. Yeah. He took a shot, and all of a sudden, he thought he was, you know, a grappler, and that happened. Well, kind of... I, I viewed that slightly differently. So I, I thought, I thought he took that shot. It rocked his world, and he kind of let him have his back. I think he just knew the game was over. I think after that, it, it was he was running himself into the ground. The second fight, he kind of did lose his gas tank, and that's kind of one of the big reasons, you know. A, we people can go back and forth about who won that fight. Um, the short version is Connor won round one clearly a ten nine. Um, I, I think one of the knockdowns possibly could have been a slip, but it doesn't matter. Round two should have been a ten eight for Connor, but at the end of the round he started to lose gas, and Nate came raging back. Uh, round three was ten eight Diaz. Uh, I, I just can't see any way around it. Round four is up in the air. Round five was close, but it finished with the only takedown. Uh, actually, if I had to score it, honestly, I would have scored it a draw. But a draw doesn't a draw doesn't bring in fans, so somebody right. had to win. So that yeah. fight, I saw that fight had the most shots thrown in UFC history. Oh, yeah. Uh, are we being a bit harsh judging him to have got gassed? You know, would anyone have been in the same boat? If, if they were fighting for that long with a lot of stand-up game and a lot of sort of against the fence trying to prevent the take. I don't know because while he was running away, Nate pursued. He pushed forward the whole fight. But you're talking about a guy that runs marathons. His cardio is another, you know, another level. And I, I just think his brother's the same way. They can 
They can all absorb damage. And I actually keep going, read, yeah. uh, I read a study. Uh, I don't know if it's a legitimate study, but it was a theory that you know how like these high endurance runners from from them running and their cardio is so good they recover faster. Mm. In theory, that's why people think they don't get knocked out. Neither one of them has ever lost via knockout. I mean, they lost a TKO due to stoppage and one time submitted very early in his career, but it's all decision losses. I, I think he can outpace Connor, you know, if, if that fight were to happen. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Connor might be down there in Ireland up in his cardio game, but I, I don't know if you could catch up to, you know, decades of right. high endurance. Stuff. Yeah. Like now, Nate's like riding his bicycle and he's swimming, he's doing all these things. And I was always, even as a fan, I'm like, why ain't this bitch fighting? Like, come on, bro, you got fans out here and you're not doing nothing. But at the UFC press conference, he kind of dropped a bomb. He said, I've been doing a legal thing that made me ineligible to fight. I don't know why the UFC didn't tell you. God knows what that was, but it, <laughs> you know, it, had, it, it probably had to do yeah. something with the UFC, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for all these fights that are coming. Right, there's a yeah. lot of good stuff. So what, one more scenario, and then we'll go on to another topic. Like, what if Khabib destroys McGregor or beats him by decision or a controversial decision? Would you want to see Khabib against Diaz if Diaz wins his fight? I would. I would. The only hitch. How do you think Diaz would match up against Khabib? Is it as good of a matchup? I, I think it's a bad matchup for him because he I do too. historically does bad against wrestlers. Right. And I mean, they kind of wrote the book on Nate. Like guys chop him down with leg kicks. Right. The only problem is he has great defense and. Uh, his striking, he has world class boxing, no doubt. So I, I don't, I don't think Khabib can stand with him. But then you know you have the Tony Ferguson creep back in if he wins. But they've tried to make that fight what twenty seven thousand times, right? Yeah, and it keeps falling through. So I, I don't know. I think Dana White and the matchmakers, I, I, they're going to have their hands full at the end of it all to figure out. You know who who goes where. I think Nate decisions Poirier. I think Connor knocks out Khabib, and I really believe that Tony's going to be. I, I think he's going to do Pettis so dirty that he's going to retire. Yeah, you think he's done? Yeah, I mean he he was he was a champion. Yeah, that he fell off, and then he came back. You know, he beat Kiesa and he did all these things. But eh, Tony's another breed too. Yeah, he's, he's just. He's off the charts. Well, one other thing on. that, uh, on uh, real quick, because I was in my mind before we hopped up, is a, do you think there's, do you remember when Liddell fought um, Tito Ortiz and Ortiz tried to stand with Liddell? Yes. And Liddell knocked the living crap out of him, right? Do you th and yep. really, I think Ortiz did that for an ego. Like, I can stand with you. I can show you that I can beat you at your game. Do you think on any level that would be in Khabib's arsenal at all? That he, or you think he's too well-disciplined to do that? Because that does happen. Guys go, listen, motherfucker, I'll beat you. I'll out-wrestle you even if I'm just a boxer or I'll box you if I'm only a wrestler. Guys, do that he, element does come into play. He could do it. He did it against Al, but I, again, taking nothing away from Al, he's not as dangerous of a Not striker. at all. As Connor, I mean, he could go that route. I, I think big foolish move and yeah. good. 
It would be foolish. It would be foolish to give your belt away. Oh, totally. On, totally. on a kind of similar note as well, um, with with all the trash talk, and, and I, don't, I feel like it hasn't been quite as bad as normal from Connor, but um, you know we've seen it with, say, Aldo, where Aldo got so wound up by it all, he just kind of walks into a punch in 13 seconds. And when you stay up till 5 a.m. in UK time to watch that, it's kind of disappointing. But did, right. do you think McGregor's got into Khabib's head? He said he's not promoting the fight. He he put that out on social media that he's not doing. So uh, maybe it's a reverse psychology. Like everybody's waiting for it, and yeah. he's just quiet. He's just qu- he's silent. I mean, why I knew, is that I, knew the dolly, I don't know. I don't know why. So I like that shit. <laughs> why he wouldn't be doing it? Yeah, it's confusing. It's very confusing because he is a fucking mental ninja, bro. He, he is. He well, shit to fighters I like, and it makes me mad. Like, I don't even know what to do. I'm like, yeah, this bitch is in my head now, and I'm not even fighting. Well, what is it? I don't know. Right. One of the takes is this. This. The last time he did a ton of media with Diaz, I think, you know, he lost the first fight, right? So being that he lost the first fight and he was doing more media, he didn't have time to train properly because, of course, he is in... Ireland didn't have to come to the U.S. and go to Vegas and New York and L.A. and do all the talk shows. You, the training camp won't be the same. He won't be able to access all that, right? And then uh, the fact that, you know, maybe he's just more focused on this as well, that he needs to give this everything he's got to take this out because would this, you know, break his, um, you know, his um, his uh Destiny, like his or his place in the history of MMA, if he was to fall apart, would people say, "Ah, he was a nobody" or whatever? I think he's just more focused. I think that travel time to do that media would hurt him. I don't think he can afford any downtime. Look, you fly, fly yeah, from London to New York to do press. How are you going to train properly, even if it's for what two if, days? What if it works in his favor, though, Jim? What you know, maybe, maybe as I say, if he does get into the guy's head and then he starts making mistakes. Now, is he losing something by not doing it? Uh, I think so as well. I think that shit talk gets in guys' heads. Ali was, oh, yeah. I think it absolutely does because then do they start believing? Well, fuck, man, this guy's saying it so confidently. You know, he's about to smack Mayweather on the head. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and crap. You know, what do you got a book bag for? You don't even read, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Right. Khabib is equally as confident. So. He is. I think that him, the him not talking, is is actually going to work at the end. It, you probably are right. He's probably like, "Fuck this! I need to train and focus on training." But at the end of the day, I think it's still going to have a mental effect because you got a guy who's like, "All right, I know what I'm doing. I got to prepare for all this shit talk and everything that's going to happen, and then nothing." Right. Nothing. Not not a sound. He hasn't said a word. Nothing. He hasn't made a prediction. He's not on social media saying anything. It's very odd. It is. It's, it's it, very it, odd. Do you think that's driving Dana White and the UFC guys crazy? It should, but again, his following is so massive. Yeah. Just the fact that he's on the card, it doesn't matter. That's a sellout card. We know. No that. matter what, they don't have to do press. Yeah, they really don't. That that fight sells itself all day long, and I, I'm sure. I don't know. I think Khabib will do a little bit of talking, but it's getting close, and neither one. He's of them certainly are, not as engaging think, in the shit talk aspect. I think they're. I think they're very focused because 
Khabib says he doesn't even want to finish him. He said he wants to literally punish him for right. five rounds. Yeah, I read change his face. Uh, yeah. can change his mind, as in like he's literally going to psychologically destroy him, ruin his career, which is quite yeah, big. Yeah, I mean, if he can get him to the ground, he, he I don't think anybody wants that problem on the ground because his ground and pound is ridiculous. But, uh, again, I think it's going to be very technical. I think you're going to see the highest level of wrestling against the highest level of striking. And did Khabib do enough in the striking department to land the takedown? Or did McGregor do enough in the defensive wrestling to to get off his striking? I I don't know. I I don't know. I'm watching it. Right. How about up-and-coming fighters that you got your eye on? Do you see at lower levels... I've got, Jim, I've got two more questions. Oh, wow. Uh, Sorry, sure, well, no, oh, I don't want to interrupt this. We don't want to interrupt his agenda. <laughs> One of them's for you, Jim, as well. Uh, the, I, the look, I, that's not on Nick. my agenda. <laughs> first question's for Nick. Um, oh, wow. the, when, when McGregor fought Alvarez, Alvarez was supposed to be fighting Khabib, and uh, um, it got uh, he took the McGregor fight. Is it... Do they... Do they get a share of the sort of revenue? The amount, you know, the amount of is—is is it always going to be more attractive fighting Conor McGregor because more, you know, more pay-per-view numbers, you get a bigger share of the revenue, more exposure. Oh that. yeah. Well, every guy he fights, he goes, "I changed your bum life." You're, you know, it, I think Nate made Nate was a decently paid fighter. I'm pretty sure he made twenty million fighting McGregor. Soon as he's on the card, you're rich. Even if you get your ass beat, you, right. you still you got your payday. The but, way he uh, says it's red panty night. He says it's <laughs> yeah. red panty night. <laughs> yeah, right. You right. know, and and it's it's true. He he really when you fight him, you you got paid because he draws such big numbers, it, it pumps your numbers up. And uh, just one more for you as well. Sure. Uh, the the un, we we've spent a lot of time in the boxing stuff when we talk with Doc Watson about the O. And um, Khabib is one of those fighters where he's, you know, he's 26 and 0. Um, very unusual. It's very unusual. And, and the, people don't fight to sort of, I guess, take lower level fights in order to build up a reputation in the same way as in boxing. Um, where, you know, where does Khabib go? If, if, if he loses that, does he suddenly become less of a draw and go back to the drawing board? Or, or you know? I, I don't know. It's hard. I mean... It's hard to downgrade a guy that's 26-0. and 0, Sure. You know? And it's a 50-50 thing. The McGregor fans are expecting him to come back and be great as he always has been. And, you know, the Khabib fans are like, yo, he's just going to smash McGregor out and end it. I'll be honest. It doesn't matter who loses. I don't think either one of them loses any clout or draw. Right. Because if they lose, the next thing is... Who are they fighting in the comeback? And we want to see it. Yeah, right, right, right. So okay, I Jim, think the loser, I think the loser gets the winner of Tony Ferguson and Anthony Pettis. Yeah, uh, yeah, which isn't bad. Which is, yeah, yeah, not at all. Right. Yeah, not at all. So you got two super fights that are going to lead into two more super fights. No matter who wins, it's not going to matter. So that's great for the UFC. It's great for the payday. Right. Okay, Jim, my question for you is, yes. you know, to put yourself in kind of like the shoes of, uh, you know, of uh, John Kavanagh or whatever, to say, you know, you're the coach of um, 
Conor McGregor, you're the, you're the coach of Khabib. Right. What what are you you know you know the respective strengths, you know there's right. a sort of mild cardio issue with, with McGregor. What what sort of like training and um hints and tips are you giving those guys as as a coach? Well look, McGregor had obviously the can issue, he's got to do a lot of hit training, he's got to do a lot of the, the, just the plain old road work. There's nothing new to it. He's got to hit on angles, he can't stay in front of Khabib, he's got to tap and move and he can't move forward. You move forward on a grappler, you're going down, especially at that skill set. Right, I, I've seen it at the lower levels. My guys have been guilty of this. Uh, my guys have uh, been in, in times when they've lost or been taken down. They would uh, tag the guy, and you're, and you're beating the guy on your feet, and you and you get excited, you rush forward, and that guy just does a double leg takedown, takes the guy down. That that might be uh, that might be the end of uh, McGregor if he does that. He's got to keep that cardio. At best, he's got to stay relaxed and just pinpoint, stick to his game. Avoid the clinch as much as possible because the clinch, by the way, is an exhausting place to be. Especially, you know, using that static strength, squeezing the shit out of the guy, trying to keep up, and then going back and trying to be able to punch, you know. Whereas Khabib coach, obviously, you know, multiple jabs, double, triple jabs, and get in and rush for it as, as, as best you can. Head low, arms in front of the face, you know. Got to get a hold of him, whatever that takes, you know. Um... And and not stay to the outside. Often, what happens is guys you'll see even grapplers if they're not used to moving away from a punch. Once a guy touches you with his hand, if especially if it's a light blow, what he's doing is he's getting the crosshairs on you. That means the second shot will probably be more even precise or the third. So if McGregor's able to keep that hand, that paw out, touch McGregor's head, ta- I mean, excuse me, touch Khabib's head one, two, or three times, he is setting him up for that big left. It's about to be there. So Khabib, as soon as he's touched the first time with the fingers on the head or the light punch, he's got to change the fighting measure, meaning the distance. He's got to move back or move forward. If he stays at the end of that that pawing hand, which is what McGregor does a lot, right? You can see he keeps that hand out there. That is a measuring stick. Don't be fooled, right? Those love taps at the end of it. He is just sizing you up. So hopefully I would imagine they would be addressing that, don't you think? That I mean, he's just looking to come over or under within a second. And uh, but I've seen it with fighters all the time. The guy just gets touched, move. You can't stay there. Guy punches me once. Unless I want to trade blows with him. You know, I, I want to get in or get out or move left or move right. And so I think that's the, the key for Khabib is when he's being sized up is to back out or move forward effectively and fastly level change right away. You know, of course, yeah, the, the challenge is McGregor probably with that touch which he does, he, he's able to feel that or sense that, 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 that crosshairs on that head. Once Khabib's head b- drops below the hand slightly, McGregor's already into a, a backup position or a sprawl. Do you have a take on that, Nick, or you, you, you agree with that? Or? Nah, yeah, pretty much what you said. And to add on to it, McGregor is an expert. His fight IQ is off the charts. He adjusts really quickly. And right. they show video of him. Like you said, putting the hand out there, he sees how the guy reacts. By the time you do it twice, he's already got you now. He's got right. your distance. He knows what you're going to do. Uh, Jimmy, who do you pick in that fight? I know, I know yeah. Tom likes McGregor, and I'm picking McGregor. Who do you, who do you, what do you think? What do you think the um, outcome is? You know, I got to tell you, um, I honestly don't know. I, I can see it going both ways. Um, yeah, I really can't equally. I'm not trying, you know, I am more of a McGregor fan than a Khabib fan, but that does has nothing to do with my thought process. It will obviously 
go right down to the guy who imposes his will on the other, which is a simple way, you know, yeah. And I can honestly see it going both ways. I can see both guys finishing the other guy really quickly, you know. I don't see going to, like you said, I think going to the later rounds, it would have to go to Khabib after the third round probably. Um, I think McGregor wouldn't be able to keep Khabib off of him. His ability to do that would be greatly reduced. So I find that hard. And also his ability to knock someone out later rounds. But it can happen. I mean, it could be that they're both exhausting. Khabib rushes in ineffectively and McGregor catches him. Good Lord, I got to tell you, it's it's a pretty evenly matched up fight uh, on both sides. Both guys have superpowers in both, you know, the respective arts, you know, whether it be striking or grappling. I don't know. Does, you know, who wins, Batman or Superman? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that answer. I really don't know. Uh, God, I want to give you an answer. You know, I think I would like to see that knockout. Knockout. I would like to see the fight. I think I, your prediction would be the best for me. That second round. Like yeah, the, the first round is a give and take. Hard. He gets taken down a couple times. He stands up. The trade blows a couple shots. You know, uh, maybe he stumbles him. Maybe Khabib almost gets a submission. McGregor maybe just barely gets out, you know. Second round, Khabib comes out, rushing, I'm going to kill this guy, and bat walks into a shot. And like you said, it doesn't have to be full power. It, it, the precision's there. The He's precision's there. Right. So, I mean, good Lord. It could go, you know. And I, so I'm hard-pressed. So even I've been on YouTube and you watch all the, the uh, fighters give their different predictions, you know, it's all over the place. Oh, yeah. You know, hey, everyone's got a reason for it. Yeah, right. I mean, who, I hope who, I'm right. I hope you're right, too. Right, right. Because I'm a big Nick Portella fan. So. <laughs> yes. So, sorry, boy, that was a lot about that fight. We didn't even go. So, no, now, go back to your thing. So, what's next for you after this? Because I want to touch a little bit on your stuff. And you're, obviously, we talk about fighting. That's a brown thing. What, where do you see Nick Portella MMA going? Now you're mixed up with the, uh, mixed up with, <laughs> with that Aussie. <laughs> Those Aussies, what are you going to do with this guy? Where's he going to go from there? You're going to take over the world of MMA combat sports or what? Uh, no, I, you know, well, you'll never be like MMA fighting or anything. But I think, honestly, the next step, um, you know, we're, we're getting to the point now where I'm thinking the start of 2019, we're going to lay it down as an LLC and, and, right. and become legit. Oh, so, like legit. We, yeah. Wow. I mean, we're legit, but once you I know what you mean. Burn it to business. Uh, I, I don't know. The goal now is, I mean, we're, we're on the sponsor hunt. And right. as as much as I would love to go out and get 5,000 little sponsors, uh, I think we've agreed as a group, you know, me and the other two guys, that we're just going to take two or three on. And right. if you have 10 sponsors, I could, couldn't possibly give you your money's worth in promotion. You just can't right. do it. It's not possible. It's not possible. So, I, I don't know. Man, we're we're playing it by ear. And, right. I mean, the, the end goal is uh, it would be, I mean, this started as a hobby. If you end up making money off of it, that's great. That's great. Um, the fact that I get to go to shows on Media Passes is great. It but, is. Uh, I, I, I want it to be a little more, I, I feel like you get taken a little more serious. Because as an LLC, you're filing taxes and you're doing these right. things. and. I mean, we have money in the pot, trust me. Right? Like, my wife, I don't even know. She's like, you got to do something. Because <laughs> ah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm constantly, you're out buying this and I'm upgrading Right, that. of course. You'll, it's you'll, all money. You'll shoot a video. And, and it's all part of it. And you know what? I'm okay with it. What, right. At the end of the day, 
at the end of the day, uh, one of the things that we kind of, a motto, I guess, is we do all the stuff we do to benefit the fighter. Yeah, it benefits us too, but I like, I I have a lot of managers that you deal with, like bigger name fighters, they, they want to see questions in advance, and I never knew why. And it wouldn't be hard to trap a fighter into, you know, asking them one or two questions that, that stirs the pot or gets them trashing other no fighters. And, yeah, we, we don't want to do that. Like, like I, I'm going to have Brian Ortega on soon right. uh, once he gets back to California. And, man, there's no question, honestly, that I could ask that guy that hasn't been asked a million times. But what I do want to talk to him about is he has the Brian Ortega Foundation and the T-City Scholarship that he, like, gives scholarships so uh-huh. kids or whatever, he gives a year's training at a Gracie Academy and He's doing all these great things outside of MMA. There's nothing yeah. I can ask him about MMA that hasn't been asked. Sure. He's undefeated. He's got a title shot. He's destroying people. Everybody knows that. Right. And that, so look, that's I, part I of your right. Forward. Right. And when you're asking this question, of course, you get that and you want to try to get it. But when you're a good interviewer, you know, and it, it's very natural and organic, and that's how it needs to be, you know, to, to do that. And, okay. to, and, you know, you're right. You, burning a fighter to get a story is it's probably not the that's not what that's not what, what our interview we don't we're not like that at our interviews not, and stuff it's about having fun and talking about the thing you can always stir the pot and be that controversial guy you know and, and i don't know if that's good so, for that one interview right is it it'll, really it'll worth it numbers for one interview but right. it's, it's not worth losing not at all no it's so outside so so sometimes the guys because we've never uh, we've had look we've had a, a ton of different guests on and, and in certain cases, it was never controversial stuff. It was personal stuff. I knew of, and I said, "Is there anything you wanted to leave out of the conversation?" Because ours is very. We, we don't. We don't have any prep at all when we talk. We're just. Well, let's just go and bullshit, you know. But you don't want to actually bring up a topic that might be heart wrenching for them or personal, and and bring something. And so, I you know, I uh, if I knew something, I would say, "Well, did you want to touch on this or leave that alone?" That would be it. it it's never like you know. You know, and uh, some fighters, man, you get talking to them, and and like you said, you don't. I don't really prep for them. You nah, just start talking. And right. Sometimes the controversial story or whatever might have going on, they want to share it. And if they decide they want to share it, hey, mm-hmm. like you know, feel free. We'll keep the ball rolling. But I, right. I, like you, you try to stay away from from touchy stuff. I mean, right. some things you just have to ask. Like if you interviewed Conor McGregor, you're absolutely going to ask him about the Khabib fight. Is it touchy? Probably, but you can't avoid it because that's the time. right. Not right. No, no yeah, doubt. You, no doubt about it. You try it. not to. So have you ever gotten in a tiff with someone on an interview? Like they're, they're like, "Fuck you!" With the, you know, they're like all of a sudden they got heated because maybe you asked them. You're not that kind of a guy, but I'm just wondering if someone was on on edge and you asked something that they got pissed about. I've had fighters which we won't name for. <laughs> Tom, here's TV. your chance. Why don't you name them? <laughs> You've had fighters who did what now? Oh, did we lose Nick? Oh, no, no, I'm here. I'm yeah. here. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, I've had fighters for higher level promotions get on and just everything was an attitude and I actually hung up. Like, you know what? I've said, you know, I thank you for your time, but this is, just isn't working out. Because mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm never gonna, I'm never going to post it. I'm not going to post me ever bashing a fighter, but right. I'm also not going to post that doing it back. Right. So I, I just let it go, and you know, all right, it didn't work out, and 
That's why the regional scene is great, man. They have so much fun interviewing because they're building. They're building. They're in the infancy of the building. genesis of the career, right? It's the beginning. Have you interviewed a and guy like Ray? I'm sorry, what? Some hot regional fighters out, man, that are yeah. burning up the regional scene that you don't really hear of. Right, and you may never. Have you ever interviewed a guy that you just didn't like? <laughs> yeah. Still yeah. there in the pot there, Jim. Well, now, I'm not saying who, but look, that you just, God, this guy, look. I got customers or people who were potential customers that they call up, you know, and, you know, how much is this, you know? Oh, I'm an expert in this, you know, and, and you're talking to this guy, and you go, God, this guy's a fucking douchebag. How do I get out of this conversation? But I just drove an hour to interview this cocksucker. What am I going to do? So have you been in that situation? I have, and I'll finish the interview. <laughs> um, I, I just, yeah. I just like, if I, I don't have to like you to interview you, that's one thing. Oh, no doubt. Um, do you think that comes out? Well, well, hold on. If you're interviewing me, right, and, and do you think you are good enough at hiding it, your disdain for this individual? <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> I, I know I've watched interviews where I, I don't care for the, the person on the other end. Do you think it comes out? Do you think I, it's I, obvious in the interview, like when you listen to it later? No, of it? Are no, you sure? I, I'm going to go watch some of these interviews. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I, I think I do a pretty good job. Uh, to be honest, man, there's not many that I run into. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Sure. But when you run into one, it, you just got to, you know, you got to just be professional, I guess, right. and, and, get through, and get through it. Sometimes it's hard. I, I bet. Sometimes you're like, oh, my God, I, I just can't listen to another sentence. But you do it. <laughs> yeah. It's, right. It yeah. happens. Right. And, of course, we as, as an interviewer, that guy who gives you the one-word answers. That does happen, but then you just drag answers out of them. Yeah. You're kicking and screaming. Yeah, they answer with one word. Hey, could you elaborate on that for your fans that you're making about them? Can you right. elaborate for your fans? For your two fans. <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't want to hear what I have to say. They don't care. No, they don't care. Right, right. No, no, not but yet. I know I have a couple interviews coming up with guys that are uh, regional scene and girls that I, I think in over the next year or two, you're just going to see them explode. All right, all right. I right. do. I, I hope I'm a good judge of character, and, and they've been on my radar for a while. And uh, I, I think it's going to be good. I'm hoping. You're hoping. Are we supposed, are we supposed to name drop when it's, when it's on the regional scene? You can. Yeah, 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 Watch yeah. Out. Give us a few. All right. So What's I know right now? September 22nd, Mike, um, Mike Delawisa, he fights. He's out of New Jersey. Yeah. He's, Five and zero or six and zero as an amateur. He's got a couple belts under a couple different weights and promotions. He's he's definitely one to look for. Uh, Lindsay Van Sant. She fights out of New York. She just yeah. got signed with Victor, and I think she's only got she's like five and one or six and one. But you know she's just on the up upswing. And the other two, one of them, I, I don't know. A lot of people don't know. Man, he's out of uh, Iowa. Mike Duckett. This guy's on like his nineteenth pro fight. Wow! He's got he's got like six belts in five different weight classes across four different promotions, and he's he's about to turn the corner uh, as a pro. And the last one I would say that's definitely actually I I think I have an interview with later today is uh, Kevin Ray Sears. He's actually fighting on uh, Saturday's card. Oh, nice! You're going down to AC this weekend then. 
I am. Yeah, I'm I might there. be down there. So if I well, if come I, on, man, I'm down. I'll give you. But yeah, I'd spoken anyway. But yeah, I'm, there's a good chance I'll, I'll cruise down there. So real, I got a couple more. What do you think? So you're that guy, one of these guys you mentioned was up again. What do you think keeps them from going to the next level or keeping them from going to the next level? Is there any one thing if you were, since you have been around the sport and seen a lot and interviewed a lot of people from all levels of the sport, what would keep that individual from going to the next level or what could catapult well, them know, to the next level? Like in particular, and I, I use him a lot, for this question, uh, the one I said that's out of New Jersey, Mike DeLuisa, he's yeah. he's an amateur. He could have went pro three fights ago. Sure. Uh, and he's actually a friend of mine outside of fighting. And I always ask him, like, why aren't you going pro? And his answer is, I'm young and I'm not in a hurry. He doesn't want to rush to the pros and miss some part of the learning curve. Right. You know, I agree. That's a, good, that's a very mature way, way to approach it. It really is, and, right. you know, that's great. And then you got uh, Lindsay actually is the next level. She went from regional to now she fights for Invicta. Yeah. So she, she's moving. I, I don't know what's holding up, Mike, because his fights are all, all amateur, but I'll tell you what, man, he's the guy you want to talk to because if you, let's say you were to interview him. Right. You know exactly where you stand with him. Right away. He will, he will not coat anything. If you ask him a question... He'll give you an honest answer. And Kevin, the other one, he has trouble getting fights, man. People don't want to fight him. That is an issue. As a promoter, you'll see guys that uh, are real tough to match. They're they're too good at their level. Let's say they had five fights, three fights, whatever it is. But their fights were spectacular. And then other guys who have three or four or five fights, or whatever that number is, in, in the same ballpark, don't want to touch them. And so that happens yeah. quite frequently. And so the, and without traveling across the country, and of course the challenge with that is that promoter going to pay for that guy to go across the country, or can he afford to tra- pay for that travel himself? It is a it, it is quite uh, an issue for some of these guys, you know. I I, I think and, and at the regional scene, that's all you're doing. You're you're all lotting for position, right? Like, can I get this next fight to do something exciting to maybe you know move to the next level? Right. Uh, I, I think I think I don't know, man. I've been really researching it, and 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 I think this MMA Pro League thing is gonna. I, I think it's gonna be a one show explosion. Like I think it's just gonna happen because it it brings a different element to it. And sure I has. talked about this before. Um, when you have something like that, it it runs just like the NFL. You're gonna see people that are gonna have Team New Jersey jerseys or Team Pennsylvania or right. Team New York and. You're going to have people that want to come to the draft because they're picking phenomenal coaches, right. you know, and people want to see the coaches, and then they know the coaches are going to pick great teams. So I don't know. There's a lot of elements, and it's good because it just raises the bar for MMA altogether. Everybody wins. Right. Now, do you, so the other question is, uh, which I think we touched on last time we were on the show, is UFC is always going to be top dog? I, I don't aren't know. they like the NFL or the NHL or the NBA? You know how they are. Right, they are, and I, I think I think the only hang up, and this is my only thing I see. Right, like you see, Daniel Cormier is a two weight champ now, right? Right. The reality is he had no business fighting Stipe. Right. He, you know, what about the guy 
who was the number one contender as a heavyweight waiting for his shot or waiting for a, another shot, and he just got bumped. So Correct. I think the only issue they have is scheduling these like these super fights. Like GSP came back. Granted, right. he won, but should should he get the title shot right away? Right, the, right, that, no. that, right. There was a big thing on that in the past. You know, right? Did he deserve it? You know, you get that. But right as a promoter, that sold a shitload more tickets. It really did, but then it's it starts to almost tarnish. The I get that. You're, you're not wrong. I think what they should do is that the UFC should have one card a year during International Fight Week where it's just 10 fights and they're all the super fights. And then you could resume back to the ranking business after that. Right. That would you're right. Do you think there's too many do you think there's too many MMA events? You think the market's saturated? Um I think there's quite a bit pay-per-view wise. Too much, um, and, and the price just keeps going up. Fuck. And they got this deal. Yeah, you got to you got to do the fight pass and the ESPN, and and for me, I just go to a bar and watch it because guess what? I'll go with a buddy or with my wife, and we'll have dinner and drinks. And what the pay per view would have cost me? Bought my dinner and drinks, and I still got to watch the fight. Sure, sure. I'm usually so in bed. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch them anymore. This, they should take a, 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 a page. I like how the WWE does it. You buy their like package, right. and it's like 70 or $80 a month, but you get everything. All the right. pay-per-views, all the, all the history. You can go back to watch the first, first event they ever had. Right. But I, I think it's all a curve. I mean, as the landscape changes, you have to change with it. No, no, I got you. I got you. Hey, man, Nick, thanks, buddy. Uh, you know, oh, for coming on, and, and I appreciate it. Now, we're going to have you. What The Khabib uh, McGregor fight is next month. Right? Am I wrong with that? Yeah. Right. If I so, was wrong, I'm not coming back on. What's that? <laughs> if, if I called it wrong and I was way off, I'm not coming back. You got to come back. So, even if it look, even if it's like we want, like, and we got to have you on more like 15 minute segments to kind of go over shit. We've, Tom and I have talked about some smaller segments on the show. Yeah. Keep, keep sure. it going more, you know. Right. To so talk about what's going on locally and nationally on the fight, like a little news kind of thing, and, and have you, you talk about that because you're the resident expert. And then, uh, but I definitely want to have you on uh, the week after the fight. So you can... Um, I will schedule myself off the Wednesday I'll, after that fight. Good. So you need to... So you can gloat <laughs> or uh, yeah. hang your tail between your legs, whatever it'll be. It'll be an exciting... Either way, I'm comfortable with it. It won't hey, be the first, hey, the first or the last time. time. Right, right. Hey, man, thanks yeah, so much. And look, if you want to uh, catch up with Nick, you can... Uh, well, look, he's on Facebook. He's got a website, NickPortellaMMA.com. Is there another way? Another? Would you have that other website up yet, Nick? Uh, yeah, the 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 easiest, the ones that I follow probably the most besides Facebook is uh, Twitter at Nick Portella MMA or at Combat Insiders. Uh, I get both of them. So, yeah, man, if anybody wants to talk about what we talked about, hit me up. I'll bring you on my show. It doesn't matter, uh, you know, fans, fighters, managers, anybody's welcome. All right, awesome. Matter. Hey, man, they, Tom, everything yeah, awesome. Tom, anything you got to promote? Uh, no, nothing right now. All right, look, for me, I, I'm going to keep it short. We do have another fight November 3rd. Uh, it is going to be a stacked pack card. We're going to release all that stuff, I believe, later this week. Use on the card. So it'll be a couple title fights. Um, 
a lot of good things in with Primal Fight Promotions dot com. If you're, uh, you can get all the information about what upcoming events next year, the kickboxing, the MMA, and the boxing events. And we also have a December first card at Primal Gym for USA Boxing uh, card. And, and my fighter scrap will be uh, at the Olympic Trials in October in Tennessee, and then. Uh, Mark with some other former champions, boxers and kickboxers. <laughs> I got my tooth kicked out the other day. Did I tell you that, Tom? I didn't know that. I got kicked time. right in the fucking face by a 230-pound guy. It felt pretty good. Didn't knock me down. I was like, that was a good shot. I go, maybe I should keep my hands up. He's a former maybe four-time world champion. Kicked me right in the face. And uh, and see, the, the, the reality is I haven't fought a guy with that caliber of speed from his, from the ground to my face. That fast. And I said, wow, well, better keep my hands up. But it was good. Lost half my tooth. I think I swallowed it. Who knows where it went. But uh, I have to go to the dentist tomorrow for that. <laughs> but I'm still pretty. That's what matters. All right, guys. Great show. Peace out. Take it easy. You have been listening to Primal Radio in association with Primal Gym and Primal Promotions. Primal Radio is available on all good podcast venues. To help us grow, please subscribe, like it, share it, and leave us a great review.